candles, scraping wax from the oak table where it had overflowed the saucer, and James stood in the middle of the room giving way to a great yawn. Phineas could scarcely miss such a hint. What must they think of me, he said with chagrin. I know it is far too late. After all, there is tomorrow, isn't there? Of course there's tomorrow, Miriam smiled. And I'm sure Susanna will invite you for supper. Now, see if you can catch up with the others, Phineas. Tis not wise to walk far by yourself. Still he lingered, lowering his voice so that only her ears could hear. Do you realize, he asked, that tomorrow morning will be the fifteenth time I have seen you? That first day you were standing inside the gate as we came in. The second time was when you brought the lunch to your brother in the clearing. So he had noticed even then. Miriam kept her eyes on the line where the edge of her blue dress hid the crack on the floor. It was on the tip of her tongue to say that all of those fifteen meetings had not been by accident. She had been hard put to it to find excuses for so many trips to the fort, but Phineas hurried on, saving her from such an unseemly confession. There I go, he checked himself, mistaking her silence. There'll be a better time to say such things, but not time enough when I think how it was the smallest chance that brought me to Charlestown. Chance? Or was it something more than chance, this meeting? The question trembled in the air as plain as though one of them had spoken it. Suddenly the moment was too full. I am really going now, he determined, swinging open the door. But his steady blue gaze went on speaking so unmistakably that Miriam had to look away. You must hurry, she whispered, both regretful and relieved, or they will have barred the gate. She bolted the heavy log door securely behind him as he strode off down the path. Then she turned impatiently back to the room. How could they be sleepy? She herself was wide awake to her very toes. Though it was well past midnight and she had been up before dawn, sewing when she could scarcely see the needle, she could have danced right through till morning. The air about her still seemed to vibrate with the twang of the fiddle and stamp of boots on the board floor. For all her busyness with the candles, Susanna had not missed a detail. So, she observed now, we're to have company for supper tomorrow? Miriam was in a mood to ignore both the sharpness and the curiosity that shone in her sister's eyes. You don't mind, do you, Susanna? she coaxed. Oh, it was such a wonderful party. When can we have another? Her hoop skirt swayed as her feet tapped out a soundless measure. If you want another party, Susanna snapped, tart from sleepiness, you can help a little next time instead of sitting in a corner sewing a dress all day long. But she softened as she looked again at her sister, at the vivid young face, the shining gray eyes, the slim figure in the flowered calico. I guess it was worth it at that, she admitted. The dress is lovely, though tis a wonder some of that basting held, the way you were swinging through the reel. You do have a knack for sewing, Miriam. I will help next time, Miriam promised quickly, but I couldn't go to my first party in that old brown homespun. She smoothed the skirt of the new dress, marveling at the way the clear blue had turned to a soft gray in the dim light from the embers. She did have a knack. Her grandmother had taught her to cut and match, to take tiny even stitches.
But no one had taught her how to mold the bodice snugly around her tiny waist, or how to gather the skirt so that it swirled just so about her ankles. Besides, if it hadn't been for the dress, she couldn't finish the sentence. Susanna laughed, seeing the pink come up in her cheeks. I know, the young man from Boston might not have noticed. Looks like you've got yourself a bow, Miriam. Do you think I didn't see how his eyes followed you every move you made? James laughed sleepily and reached out a long arm to give Miriam's chestnut curls a playful tug. What's happened to our little sister? he asked. Two months ago, you were just a little red-headed tomboy. Seems hardly fair to fool a young fellow like that. She's as old as I was when you met me, Susanna reminded him, and tis high time she had a little fun. It has been a dull summer for her.